Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Mike Hosh joins us, voice of the New Orleans Saints. Mike, here we are again saying that this weekend's game, another important game. Yeah, it's the most important, you could say, because <laughs> yeah. it is the last, of course. And, you know, it's if you asked Atlanta, it'd be the most important for them and the most important for Tampa and the most important for the Saints. And there's a, a few scenarios, uh, but quite frankly, the easiest way is by 3 o'clock, you'll, you'll know the situation. Tampa loses in Carolina, Saints beat Atlanta, and you win the division. If you don't take care of business, you got to hope for some help in the afternoon in the three o'clock games. But you know it gets, and then you know it's out of your hands anyway. Um, so you'll need to help with uh, Chicago and Green Bay and Seattle and Arizona. Um, and so you hope so, you don't get to so. That what do we need? Take care of business. So let's say. So what do we let's say that Tampa beats Carolina? So what do we need to happen exactly for the wild card thing to occur? Uh, assuming the Saints win, you need so Seattle is at Arizona. Seattle eight and eight at Arizona four and twelve. Chicago seven and nine at Green Bay. Both of those games against three twenty five. You need Arizona and Chicago to pull upsets. Arizona's at home. Uh, you know, dangerous at home team. Chicago is at Green Bay. Chicago seven and nine. So I mean, it's not. Out of the realm, it's be two of you need both of them uh, to happen, um, and so it's you know it's not there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing out of the realm of anything uh, this football season. So yeah, I mean there's at least at least there are two paths, but the most there's only one path, and that is beat Atlanta, because yeah. other than if Tampa wins, I mean if Tampa loses and the Falcons win, the Falcons win the division, and we don't want that. No. <laughs> right, so, you know, there are certain things that we have to take care of as one of them. So, yeah. Not so, that we're retaliatory or that we hate people, but we do. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, that's not right. I, just, I, you know, I, I can't live an entire offseason on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, understand there's some questions about some folks being available this weekend. Um, and, and, um, Kamara, uh, yeah, he, he, he's the us. biggest one. I, I would say, you know, I mean, there's some, you know, it's week 18, right? I mean, you're going to have some people banged up. We'll know, um, you know, more today. He's going to be a game time. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll rule him out just because, you know, I just, I don't know. I would be surprised if they do. Um, but, you know, the ankle, you know, you just never know. It's It's such an important game and, but if he can't go and he can't really help you, I mean, we don't expect Lonnie Johnson. We don't expect Nephi Sewell. Uh, we don't expect Landon Young. Uh, kind of do expect everybody else uh, that, that that are either limited uh, at this point 
Um, so that would be good. I mean, you don't want to be without those guys. That's, that's, uh, um, but well, you know, I mean, to me, Alvin is, is the key because some of those other guys you knew were going to be, there. you knew Landon Young right. was out, you knew Nephi Sewell was out. Um, so I think Alvin's really the, the, the last one of, 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 of note. And it's a significant note. Where does Atlanta find themselves? Not bad. I mean, all things considered, not bad. They had, they're missing their center right now that I doubt he will play. Drew Dahlman, uh, DeMarco Hellams is a, in concussion protocol. He did not play. He's a safety. And then the, their cornerback and back up uh, punt returner and kick returner Mike Hughes is also in concussion protocol. But he went from do, do not practice to limited on Thursday. And typically that's, that, that will speak to probably – Playing if you if you have to, and he's your backup quarterback. You, you might can live without Mike Hughes, um, and so there, everybody else is limited uh, or you know rest days. Uh, you know, all things considered, I would say they're they're not in bad. I mean, they got Taylor Heineke on the list for an ankle, but he was limited on Wednesday, limited on Thursday. Uh, he'll he'll be there on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Saints' biggest challenge: stopping their run. I mean, that's it. You know, I mean, they rushed for 228 yards against them in week one. And I think you know, if we're just kind of looking at, you know, Saints uh, defense against their offense, you know, when they run on the ball, I mean, they're, they're everything. You know, any team that runs the ball for 228 is going to be stopped, you know, hard to stop. And then for the Saints, you know, just don't beat yourself. I mean, they, they did not play badly in that Atlanta game, but you have two 14 point turnarounds, a pick six. Which at, at the five uh, that went 95 yards, that's a 14-point turnaround, you could say, and then certainly a fumble where they took it again, 95 yards on the ground, offensively and scored. And you do that, it doesn't matter. It's, it's such a big hill to climb. And I think and, and the important thing for this Saints defense is to get some. And I feel like this team really kind of rides on turnovers, and every team does. But I mean, this one more so because you can afford turnovers offensively i just feel like this team kind of rides mentally on their defense when they're getting turnovers uh like in tampa i mean it was just you know you needed all of them <laughs> uh but to me that stopping the run uh because if they get out and run the ball with, with robinson and algier and cordell patterson uh heineke's not the runner uh that desmond ritter uh is um but you know and he's a little more uh stay in the pocket kind of guy he will run but i think the ankle you know might might prohibit that some but those are kind of my my big areas uh you know it's kind of if you look at this at both offenses they are average and very a very few offensive categories both teams they're just average and there's a couple of spots here and there the Saints are pretty good preventing sacks the Saints are pretty good at not turning the ball over and then you have both defenses that are basically top 10 in all of the major categories. So you don't have a lot of strength versus strength. You have, because if you have, so you have offenses that are average against great defenses. And so, but the offenses for the Saints in Atlanta to be mirror themselves are that they're both kind of average, but yet they can have games where you think, good gosh, this is an amazing team. Then the next week they fall on their, you know, butt. but then, so there's such an up and down, I don't know factor for both offenses, but I feel like the Saints of the two, obviously they've won three of their last four. Uh, they've been so much more 
successful in the red zone and goal to go. And Atlanta's lost three of their last four. So I, I feel like this Saints offense, while it's been up and down, I, I do feel like it is at least trending uh, in the upwards direction and, and has played well and putting some points on the board, uh, especially early. But what a difference last week made. Oh, when you yeah. score early, you take that opening drive, and you know you didn't win the toss, right? But you took that opening drive, they went down and scored. I would say if you win the toss, do the same daggone thing. Let them know that we, you know, you have, we know you have faith in the defense. Good guys, are, you know, they're highly ranked. But show, you, show them that you got faith in the faith in this offense to do what they did against Tampa because they busted them in the mouth from from the minute one. Yeah, and it does change the the whole tempo and the flavor of the game. But when, as I was listening to you describe this, it seems to me high potential for this to be a low scoring close game maybe a field goal yeah you know it's both because of both defenses and because both offenses so in the last five games the the falcon defense has given up eight nine and ten points in three of their last five games so that's you know that's pretty strong now the saints have won three of their last four and they've given up six six and thirteen in three of their last four so yeah i i think defensively you just it's hard to have these high scoring games because both defenses do pretty well. Both defenses are really strong in the red zone, right? Really strong in the red zone. So now you're looking at field goals and that's what killed the Saints in Atlanta. You know, five field goals, no touchdowns. Um you can't do that, right? And so it it, it it's, you want to make your field goals, but you think it's, this can't be field goal only. Uh but yeah, I think it you know, it is, I ex- we expect this to be a, a pretty close contest just because of what's on the line. I expect both teams to kind of play all out, certainly, um, you know, the, the Falcons. Uh, but I'm, I'm just, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, with Arthur Smith. You know, he's, he'll do some stuff, I think, Sunday that you just you got to be prepared for, everything, because maybe play for his job, right? Who knows? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's, it'll be interesting. And then you're also watching Carolina at, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and Carolina's what two and two and fourteen. Two, two so I was 14. I was trying to you know I was, I was looking at kind of their you know I'm trying to make me trying to find my path to happiness, <laughs> and so so uh, Tampa on the road is four and four. So they're not very good on the road. They've been they're four and four at home, four and four on the road. Four and four on the road actually is not bad. Uh, but and Carolina is two and fourteen, and their only home wins have come at home. So you know there we go. That's yeah. how you. That's how you pump up a two and fourteen team. Their, two of their wins came at home, and their last win was against Atlanta, uh, when very few thought they were going to win that game. And you know, Atlanta does what Atlanta does, and uh, Carolina got the win, and that's exactly what needs to happen on Sunday. And I don't know where I read this, but Carolina has played the spoiler a couple of times in, in, in this yeah. division. Yeah, I mean, because right? they're not playing. The, 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 I think what benefits a lot of some of these teams is that they're not really playing for the number one pick overall that Carolina doesn't have that pick. So they're not, they're playing. They want to be the spoiler, right? They want to be that team as opposed to if they were to lose, it would benefit them from, you know, a a, a higher first round pick. Uh, You know, you don't have that situation. Whereas Tampa's playing for the world, right? I mean, there's, you know, and so I don't think Tampa, believe me, I, I said the same thing last week to people in Tampa, like, you guys got to feel like you got to take care of business today. You don't think that you can 
right? You don't want to have to go to week 18 in care on the road because uh, they, you know, as much as Tampa has played well of late, they also lost four in a row earlier this year. <laughs> you know, there was a time when Todd Bowles' job was on the line. They'd lost four straight, and all of a sudden they won four straight, and, you know, they're going to build a statue. But, you, you know, you come to earth pretty quickly in the NFL. And so I'm, I'm, I think all things considered, I mean, do, you, do I like Carolina over Tampa? I don't know if I say I like it, but I, I, it's not a, you know, it's, there have been times when we've played Carolina in the last week of the season when I didn't know half the players playing for the Saints because it didn't matter. You know, you'd go in there and play your backups all over the place, not get anybody hurt, but that's not the situation. So I like it. Yeah. Um, obviously, getting to the playoffs is a bi- is a big deal, right, on, on a whole lot of different fronts, um, even just for the psyche of the city. Um, we, we're hearing a lot of chatter about changes you know, and and it's funny. I mean, in the last two weeks, it's almost as if the organization have, has had more coaches available to talk to the media. They don't really ever do so very much. What do you? What do you? What's your sense of as to what's going on? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, you'd have to be behind closed doors. I mean, I'm, you know, I I think, and I agree with them. I think it's this juncture. Let's play the game, right? Let's let's play the game. Because that's kind of everything. Yeah. Let's play the game. And I feel like that's where this team's been all year, but even behind closed doors. You know, maybe they're doing you know, whatever. You know, there's a secret blackboard somewhere. I don't know. But you play the game, right? If one, three of the last four, you get to hopefully get to nine and eight. You get two chances to make the playoffs. You get to nine and eight and host. I don't think, I don't know if anybody wants to come in here and play the Saints on, you know, wild card weekend. I don't care what their record is. And so. Let's play well, you know, the interesting right. thing then, is, and you said it before, I think if you can go back to it, and, and, and you will, you'll remember the games, I don't. Three plays, and we, we have a two-game lead going into the last game to go to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, I think we all go through, I, I think other teams can do that. I just don't think there's glaring, right? Because we could probably pick, you know, four or five plays total. Two of them would come in the Atlanta game, you know, and, and the Green Bay kick. And, you know, a few things here and there. It doesn't take much. Uh, and I feel like, you know, this year it has been more more glaring, uh, the kind of keys to losses. You can pick out a boom, 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 and, you know, change five or six plays. Uh, some games you just lost, right? I mean, some games you just didn't, sure. didn't play very well. Some games you lost, but there was, you know, and I guess a lot of teams can do that, but I've been doing this a long time. And I just don't remember them. Like, I look at 21 and 22, you know. That was a 9-8 and eight year with Sean. It's 7-10 and 10 with Dennis last year. I really don't count that Carolina game. It meant nothing towards the end. I mean, you want to win. Don't get me wrong. But I can't go back and, and, and mentally in my head go, this play and this play, even in the 21 year, 9-8. and eight, And that was, you know, in retrospect, it was pretty – you know, stunning coaching job. Four different quarterbacks, four different kickers, nine and eight. Yeah. Um, and so, I just feel I, I do agree. I do agree that that every team can say that, but I feel like it's more pertinent and more glaring for the Saints this year. Well, and that leads into the conversation that we we you and I had about three weeks ago. Um, you know, everybody's saying, "Oh, coaching, coaching, coaching," but. When you when you look at it in, in, in that hindsight you know, hindsight's twenty twenty and you say, Well, there's three to five plays could be a two to three game differential in the one loss column. Um where right. we 
we would be guaranteed a playoff spot. Yeah. So, I mean, how does that get to – how does that translate into coaching, right? I mean, you know. Right. And I, I think, you know, I, I look at that Tampa situation because there's – Dennis Allen and Todd Bowles mirror each other. They're both in their second job, right? They both struggled in their first job. They're both college safeties. They both have this very quiet – sideline demeanor, very, you know, calm, locker room demeanor, press conference demeanor. And so they're very, very similar. And mm-hmm. and I looked at them last week, and believe me, Todd Bowles was going to get – they were looking to remove him, you know, in October because they'd lost four straight because he's not, he's not fired up. He's not trying to win. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't, you know. I'm like – and then when they won four straight, he's a genius over there on the side. Look at him, the quiet assassin. Like, yeah. that's it. It's just, you know, it's perspective. If you win, you can sit on the bench and call plays with your phone. Nobody cares. But if you lose, everything gets dissected, right? And so, that's to me, that was just, just a perfect example of two of the most similar coaches facing the same kind of battles. And if you're winning, nobody cares. You know, you're Bill Parcells. You're, you're Belichick on the sideline over there if you're winning, right? Well, so, you, rem- you remember uh, – you know, obviously, because you covered the Saints, uh, being on the other side, right, and 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 with Sean Payton and the like, and emotion drives everything. So, you know, if if there was a, a situation where you 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 got had a gotcha, and then Sean had a gotcha, that, the public loved it. <laughs> yeah, I agree, but I I think we sometimes equate. Uh, kind of mannerisms for desire. I think, I think, you know, people motivate in different ways. Sean motivated by fear. That was his mechanism. Yeah. And that was throughout the building. He motivated by fear. And that's not Dennis's way about it. So is he, is he somehow weaker? Does he somehow not care? Is he somehow not able to motivate this team? You know, I, I, I think everybody, you know, in, in two different ways. I, I don't know. I really don't know what's best for one team or what's best for another um, I guess if, if if they lose Sunday and they're eight and nine and and you know where are you? Who knows? But if you win Sunday and you get into the playoffs, I mean, I, you know, it, everything changes. The whole outlook changes. Um, so, like I said, I mean, I, to me, I'm not a big, and the Saints certainly aren't going to play the what if game, and I don't blame them. Let's play the games. Let's play the games. Throw all your chips on the table and go. All right, where are we? Um, well, the, you know, the truth be told, let's let's assume let, let's just say they 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 lose on Sunday, they gotta get to get they gotta get about the business of worrying about next year. I mean, they have a salary cap uh, challenge that they're having to work through. They gotta get that done, and and that really kind of sets the landscape for a lot of what's going to happen immediately thereafter, right? Yeah, you know how hard you go in free agents, what you're going to do in the draft. They're already doing that, you know. On, in a parallel path, Jeff sure. Ireland and Michael Perry. It never stops, quite uh, And all frankly. the scouts, right? Different jobs, right? So, but, you know, they're all very close uh, with Mickey and, the, you know, uh, Kai Hurley, Kai Hurley. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I, but it, it, I don't know. I, the big question be how big are we talking? What are we talking about when we talk about changes, right? And, and that will be determined probably Sunday and beyond. I, I, you know, if this team wins – but doesn't go to the playoffs, do I see them making wholesale changes? No, I don't. And I could be wrong, but I just don't.
Well, but, you know, the, the thing, too, is not to take anything away from these, these folks because I think they're all quality people. What's available out there? I mean, you know, you, you, don't, you don't just make, it for the, make the change for the sake of saying, I changed. Right. right. Well, that's what I think they're facing twenty in twenty two. When when Sean left, it's like, what? What? Dennis has to come in and fire all these guys. They didn't do anything. They didn't. They didn't want to leave. Sean just wanted to leave. So right. you kind of had this kind of mix of, you know, Sean's staff, and I think certainly Dennis certainly put his you know thumbprint on on this staff and this team this year. Um, so yeah, I it, it's I think it's you know I think what you know Tampa was fortunate. Tampa pushed all their chicks in, chips in and went all in and won the Super Bowl. Saints did the same thing. 18, 19, 20, pushed all their chips in with Drew and Sean and wanted to win the Super Bowl. Well, it didn't happen. So now you're in this kind of, well, what do we do? Are we, are we, and again, we're, over we're, that period of time, what, two plays, three plays? We, oh, we, yeah. We could have ended up in two more Super Bowls. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I'm fully, you know, the, the, the no-call – 2019 championship. The Saints win that Super Bowl the following, in two weeks later. It's unquestionable to me. So yeah, but I mean, this you know, it's the what ifs, right? And so, and I, I just you know, you look at how they finished, and you know, look at where they've been, good and bad. Who's old? Who's not old? Or or do you, you know, and there are some out there that say it's time to blow it up. You didn't blow it up in 17, 18, 19, 20 because you had all your chips in. Now you've gone 21, 22, 23, you know, you know you're in between chips in and blow it up, right? You're in the middle somewhere. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so the middle is going to be determined by 9 and 8 in the playoffs or, you know, 8 and 9, no playoffs. So I, I just feel like they're in the middle right now um, uh, between, you know, what, what, what happens in the future and kind of what happens this season. Anytime – that the 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 difference between success and failure is human capacity. <laughs> right. That's a difficult. Well, look the, look, right. That's well, look at difficult. look at the difference between success and failure in this football season. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, that's the difference between a you know Buffalo ten and six, you know, or Kansas City ten and six. Kansas City's got six losses. The Saints have mm-hmm. two more losses than Kansas City, right? And so, yeah. you know. Two more, two, <laughs> right? And Buffalo. Uh, and it's, well, that, never that was the point I made several thin. weeks ago, you know, about that big cluster in the middle. Everybody's saying coaching, coaching, coaching. Well, every one of these teams that find themselves similarly situated can't be coaching. Right, and it's also <laughs> it's, not the NFC South alone as this horrific division, right? right. I mean – the, the the AFC South pretty you know you have these kind of glaring teams, two teams atop these four team divisions, but the the drop off is pretty drastic. Like in the West, twelve or four San Francisco, then you drop to the Rams at nine and seven. So that the difference, other than you know we'll call them the halves of the NFC, the Dallas and Philly, and their Detroit, who you know the Saints played you know gave them we spot you spot a team twenty one points. I don't care where you're playing, you know. But I think the Saints – give me Detroit, you know, five times. I'll take the Saints four of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you you know, you, you, you spot them 21 nothing. it's very tough. So, I believe that the the difference between winning and losing is, is at the 9 and 8s and the, you know, 6 and 11s is 
you know, is not coaching. That's execution. Coaching can be the five and elevens and the teams that are struggling four and twelves. This guy two and fourteen. No, those teams. I, I, I you can lay coaching on that. But yeah. the difference between nine and eight, you know, and a, six and eleven, it might sound like a lot, but it's not. It's not. Not that's at all. That's execution. That's no, execution. I'm, that's you know. That's play calling. No, but you know, hey, that's coaching, right? So there's. It's all together. You can't. You can't separate them, because it's. It's. It, it is all together. Uh, the execution of the play that was called might have been a great execution of a bad play or a poor execution or a great execution of a poor play. Uh, well, and you, can't, and you can't underestimate the value of luck. I mean, you know right. as well as I, you or can fortune, be as prepared the as the next bounces. guy, but you know, you could have called 40 different offensive plays and you just happened to choose the one that would work best against the defense that, that breaks the huddle. Right. Or to me, what I look at are, are the tipped passes that go through a receiver's hands and into a, a defensive back or a safety that's back there that has no business. Wouldn't, he wasn't supposed to make the pick, right? Yeah. And so, but he did. And I've seen it happen to the Saints more than I've seen them benefit from it. But they need, when they do get turnovers, man, it, it fuels this football team overall, offense, defense, and special teams. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to it. Best of luck on Sunday and calling the game. We'll be dialed in to you and Deuce McAllister for sure. Uh, really appreciate you joining us. Have a great game on Sunday. You bet. We'll be on Fans in the Pro tonight, 4-6, to six, so join us there as well. Thank you, Noel. All righty. That's Mike Haas, folks, voice of the New Orleans Saints. We'll be right back. Scoot's up next. We'll check in with him to see what he has on Free For All Friday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.